Welcome to the Principles of Success, Interviewing the Experts, and today's book review is How to Have, Confident, How to Have Power and Confidence in Dealing with People. And this is one of those books that are just so full of information that you just can't cover everything in a summary. There's four sections to this book, and they each cover a different aspect of how to have confidence with people. One's friends, one's business, one, uh, I, I don't remember, but they're all different categories, and I'm only going to cover the first two, really. So, first off, just dealing with people in your everyday life, getting people to like you. First key takeaway is, everyone is an egotist, and everyone wants validation. In other words, spread the praise. Compliment people. Acknowledge when they did something good. Just talk people up. People like being talked up. Now, when it comes to super attractive girls, you also have to throw in a bunch of teasing because they've been complimented to death. But that goes into the flip side of this point, which is because everybody's an egotist, if you challenge their ego, and depending on how you do it, if you challenge them and try to make them lose face, they're going to get mad because everybody gets mad when you try and make them look dumb. But if you're going to tease somebody, it can build rapport because then they are essentially like, uh-uh. So everyone is an egotist and everyone wants validation. Next point. You, you can make anybody feel good and important. Everybody has something that you can praise and make them feel good about. And by validating people, they feel good around you. And when people feel good around you, they want to spend more time with you. That's the same reason why we like candy. Because candy is tasty, it lights up our taste buds, and we're like, ooh, this tastes good. So just remember, you have the power to improve anybody's day just with your words, just with your actions. By giving them attention and making them feel important, they will feel good and they will like you more. Next up, you can control the temperature of the conversation with your volume and energy. So if you're getting into an argument, speak consciously, speak soft, speak softly, speak calmly. It's really hard to keep yelling at somebody. You're like, you did this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, when you're responding to them with, I'm sorry, it's okay, what can we do to fix this? I still love you, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because people kind of just reflect what they get back. So if they're talking loud, your natural instinct is to talk really, really loud. But if you're talking soft, then the temperature lowers. On the flip side, you can also raise the temperature. If you want to get people excited and want to get them pumped up and ready to buy into whatever crazy scheme you're talking about, you talk faster, you put more emphasis on the words and the tonality to convey your excitement so that way they get excited because emotions are transferable. When you're excited, other people are excited. So you just transform your speech to help influence people on how you want them to behave. The next point, and this is one of the most important points that I constantly forget, and it is the opening tone will be the tone. If you start an interaction boring, the interaction will be boring throughout. You start a date, and are boring at the beginning of the date, it'll be boring throughout. Now, it, you can shift the tone, but it's extremely hard. Remember the law of momentum. So if you want it to be a fun interaction, start the interaction fun. You can talk about serious stuff 
in the middle of the interaction, but if you want the overall interaction to be fun, start with it being fun. If you want the interaction to be mellow, start the interaction with being mellow. Because it's super hard to shift the tone of the conversation and the interaction once you're in the middle of it. And I constantly forget this and it constantly messes me up because I'll start off all serious at a party. I'm like, wait, I don't want to be serious. I want to have fun. So opening tone will be the tone for the whole of the interaction unless you actively work really hard at changing it. But it's super hard. So make sure that your opening tone is the tone that you want. Next takeaway. Your behavior and attitude affect others' views. I've already talked about this a little bit. Emotions transfer. Your behavior, your attitude affects other people. So if you want the people around you to be happier, act happier. You have the power to change people's attitudes, to change people's behaviors around you. If you think something is unacceptable around you, make sure that people know that it's unacceptable around you. But that goes into the next point, and that is accept people as they are. If people think that they are not good enough in your eyes, then why would they care? Why would they care to act how you would prefer them to act around you? Parents often do this poorly with their children. They're like, well, I just want him to really improve and do better. But if they don't, if your kid doesn't feel like they're enough in your eyes, just as they are, they're not going to strive to improve because why bother? They're not, they're never going to be good enough for you. So you need to accept people as they are. Praising and approval works a whole lot better than criticism and nagging. When you treat somebody special, they want to live up to that expectation. And because they feel that you think that they are a special kind of person, that makes them feel good. And they want to be around you more. Next takeaway, assume that they'll like you. Your assumptions come true more than you realize. And this is also one that I really struggle with because I assume that no girl is interested in me automatically. I don't know why. I have a lot of things going for me. And I believe that any girl would be very lucky to have me. But whenever I'm face to face with a girl, I automatically think, ah, she wouldn't be interested in me anyway. The same thing goes with sales. Same thing goes with friendships that you're trying to make, coworkers. If you are assuming people will like you, then they will more likely like you than if you're assuming people won't like you. Because then they will just, you'll, your behaviors will change, your, your subcommunication will tell them that, they, that there's some reason that they shouldn't like you. So always, always assume that people will like you. Next takeaway, super obvious one, smile. Smiling works miracles. Smile at people who you pass in the hall. You can brighten somebody's day just by smiling and saying good morning. This happened to me just the other day. I was at the store and I walked past this cute girl. She smiled at me, made me feel a little bit good. Walked past her again at a different point and she smiled at me again. And of course I didn't go talk to her because I'm a chicken, but her smiling at me put me in a much better mood than when I went into the store because cute girl smiled, cute girl smiled second time, means cute girl thinks that I might be cute, make me feel good. Again, you have the power to influence people around you and make them feel things, especially good things and bad things. So smile, smile at people. I for one want to make as many people as possible feel better about their lives. That's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. The amount of time and frankly lost 
opportunity cost that, that it takes to put on this podcast for you guys is not really a smart investment, but hopefully some of you guys get some value out of it and it can improve your lives. So that's why I do it and I want to influence you guys to be successful. Next takeaway, talk about them. People are egotists, remember? So by talking about them, they get to talk about themselves, which is everybody's favorite subject, and it'll make them feel good about themselves because you're interested in hearing what they have to say. Uh, it wasn't in this book, but one super big key takeaway for social interactions that I've learned is that your priority should always have the spot be to have the spotlight on the other person. Whenever you're talking and you're blabbering on and on and on, the spotlight is on you and they're examining you and like, do I like this person? Do I want to continue having this conversation? But when the spotlight is on them, they're busy talking. They don't have time to think about how you're actually not that look good looking up close or that you seem a little nervous because they're busy talking and they're busy thinking up of what they want to talk about next. So by talking about them and their interests and what they want to talk about, it makes them feel good and makes them preoccupied with themselves and it validates them and makes them feel good and when they feel good, they attribute those good feelings to you and want to be around you more and have be friends with you. Next takeaway, find something in common. If you can both talk about something endlessly, that works a whole lot better than just trying to talk about something you have no interest in, but they are really interested in. So find commonalities. Another book that we're, I'm going to do a review on breaks in down different ways that you can find commonalities with people. But it's, it's, it's essentially you just ask questions until you find something that you can talk about that they brought up, and then you can both talk about that thing. So just a, it's a chain of questions. Like, for instance, where are you from? Well, I'm from Oklahoma. Well, maybe you do know something about Oklahoma, maybe you don't. But if maybe you're from Texas, which is right next to Oklahoma. And Texas has a lot of things in common with Oklahoma. So then you could bring up something like thunderstorms. Only people from that region will understand the beauty of a Great Plains thunderstorm. And then you can both talk about how much you miss thunderstorms. And yes, this is an actual conversation that I've had multiple times with people from the South and from the West. It's not really Midwest, the Great Plains region of America. Because there's one thing that everyone in that region has in common, and it is a absolute love for our thunderstorms and how much we miss them if we're living somewhere else. So you just ask questions until you find something, and then you ask a question related to that something to start up the conversation. Next takeaway is listen. You gotta listen. You can't find something in common. You can't talk about them if you're not listening to them. And you can't, and people feel the most validated when their opinions and thoughts are heard. So actively listen. And really, that's what communication really comes down to is listening to people and letting them talk and steering the conversation into commonalities or something that you wanna talk about. That is also beneficial for them to hear you talk about and talk with you about. Because if you're just going up to somebody and talking about something that they have zero interest in, you're just wasting their time. They don't like that. People don't like their time being wasted. So if you're just going to not pay attention to making sure that they are enjoying themselves too, then the conversation isn't going to go very well. But then again, if you try and have a conversation with somebody 
and you're not enthusiastic, if you're not enjoying the conversation yourself, that's going to transfer over and they're going to think that this conversation is boring and not want to talk to you. Anyway, that's it for what I wanted to talk about with this book. There's countless more things that this author talks about. You should go read it. It's actually a pretty short book. And it's just jam-packed full of information. And with that, I will see you all next week.